0: Fathers and fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and brothers, friends for life, won't live in the past. All I wanna do now is making it last.
1: In life, we have a lot of different diseases or illnesses that we sometimes have to deal with loved ones, family members or otherwise. Welcome to Making It Last podcast, where it's all about helping us to have better relationships, not just with ourselves, with other people. And we're going to be talking this time around with Carlin Maddox, and the topic is what is the hidden toll of Alzheimer's on families. Now, Carlin is a retired journalist, but he's also an author of a book entitled A Path Revealed. Welcome, Carlin.
2: Thank you, Noreen. It's good to be here and talking with you and talking with your audience. I hope that it's a meaningful conversation all the way around for us.
1: So before we get into the conversation itself, tell us a little bit about your book. What is your book about, A Path Revealed?
2: Uh, The book, A Path Revealed, was written after my wife died in 2014. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Our family and she lived with Alzheimer's for 17 years uh the uh, the the focus is not alzheimer's it's not a caregiver's guidebook okay alzheimer's is is the context of the book Mm -hmm. the focus is the journey uh, the odyssey that our family went through as we lived with these volatile symptoms day in and day out
1: that's it in a nutshell okay 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 no this podcast is helping people have better relationships no on a personal level, before my father died in 2010, he had traces of, of Alzheimer's. And one of the most painful things for me, Carlin, and I'm sure you more than like would have experienced this, because you said you had to, you know, live it for 17 years. I remember one day he literally like he looked through me and didn't even recognize me. Now that was very painful. Let's 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 backtrack a bit. When you first heard or first realized that your wife had Alzheimer's, what happened for you on a personal level?
2: Well, on a personal level, uh, this was in 1997, September of 1997, that she went through some testing and then diagnosed, and and then we heard the results three weeks later. Uh, Martha had just turned 50, and uh, the doctor said that she had uh, early onset Alzheimer's. Early onset is folks who are diagnosed with this under the age of 65. Okay. Um, I had not even heard of Alzheimer's, or if I had, I had not paid any attention to it. I was 52. Our children, two children were in college. One child was still in high school. And when we got this news, almost immediately, Noreen, Our world was not turned upside down. It imploded before us. It was like we were thrown out of a plane 10,000 feet up with nothing to hold on to but ourselves. We just, we didn't know what to do, where to go, whatever. So when we got home after the news uh, from the doctor, Martha and I had, we had a long, long cry. And uh, then uh, the first thing Martha told me and she looked at me straight in the eye and pointed her fingers at me and said, Carlin, I do not want to tell a soul. Mm. I do not want to tell our children. I do not want to tell my parents. I don't want to tell my brothers and I don't want to tell our friends. And I took a big gulp. I didn't know uh, quite how to react to that because uh, family and friends had been seeing something going on with Martha. They just didn't know what was going on. Uh, just, as, just as we had been seeing for about a year in advance, something something happening there. Uh, so that was the that was the first thing. Oh, let me also back up to the doctor's office when mm-hmm. we were told um, when Martha went in in, in early September uh, to get the diagnose uh, to get tested, um, I went in with her and we really liked the neurologist. He was compassionate, empathetic, but very knowledgeable. And we went through a series of tests. And so when we came back to get the results three weeks later, he he had been called out on, on an emergency call. And so uh, we were left to talk to an associate of his. Uh, and this associate this associate could have passed for Dr. Spock on Star Trek. He was cold, he was cerebral, he was distant, and he was sitting behind a big desk and just said, I'm sorry to report to you, but you seem to have early onset Alzheimer's. Well, i tell you what, that's, that's hardly a way to be uh, compassionate. Have, that's, that is not bedside manner. So that, that threw us off uh, real quick as well. But um, I was mentioning to you that Martha didn't want to talk to anyone. but There was one person that she did want to talk with or was willing to talk with. And that was a, re- <clears throat> a retired minister who had uh, married us and had been friends with Martha before we got married the name, uh, by the name of Lacey. And she was willing to talk to him. And um, so I called him and he was there the next day Lacey was a big hulk of a man, 6'4", about 250 pounds, and comes in and sits down across from us. And and we didn't, didn't have much else to say except, Lacey, I'd, we called you here because Martha's just been diagnosed with having Alzheimer's. And he just slumped in the chair. He had apparently had experience with friends and, and family himself. Um, and so he, he pointed to me and said, can we swap Places. And he sat next to Martha, put his big arm over her shoulder and just wow. they cried and we cried, all three of us. And after that, he said, you know, I've sent I've sent a lot of my friends to a friend of mine up in uh, Kentucky with the Sisters of Loretta. Her name is Sister Elaine. She's a retreat director there, uh, and uh, she has been very helpful to a lot of folks there. And I would encourage you to go. I don't know what you would get from it, but I suspect it would be very meaningful. And um, so after he left, we talked and we decided to do that. We went up three weeks later. Yes.
1: What what I'm hearing from what you've said so far is that at least initially you had some level of support, emotional support. No, you said... You, your family has had to live with it for live through well, I would not say through it, but live with it for say seventeen years. What for you then you say would be the hidden toll of of this disease on your family in particular for for that
2: uh, there Is that there, are,
1: there are a lot of
2: stuff that's hidden when you've never been through something like this, Lorraine,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you don't know, you don't know what's coming at you. And uh, and uh, in the beginning, Martha was still able to talk reasonably well and, and to communicate, and she was still driving the car. And But uh, as things, uh, as, as you were expressing about your father, you just got caught totally by surprise. Mm-hmm. There are things that happen that just, uh, you don't know where it's coming from, and, and, and it surprises you. I I think of the time that um, I finally decided I'd been riding with Martha. She was driving in the car and she ran through a stop sign. Thankfully, there was no accident or anything. And I later said, "Martha, uh, why didn't you stop at that stop sign?" She said, "What stop sign?" And and um, and so when we got home, I had to. Um, I had I had I had to take the keys away
1: from yes. Martha. Yes. And I, I felt like I felt like I had betrayed her. Yeah. I I can relate. I remember we had we had to start hiding the keys from my yes. father so that he couldn't drive. But one of the things that we didn't do that we need to backtrack for a bit, Carlin, is to tell people, just give them a context, what happens when somebody has Alzheimer's. Because somebody will listen or they'll watch it and they're saying, What what are they talking about? What what happens? Just, just, just briefly, yeah. just describe yeah. what yeah. happened when, when that uh, that happened.
2: Uh, uh, Alzheimer's is a form of dementia. Dementia is sort of the umbrella term. Okay, and there are several forms of dementia. Alzheimer's happens to be uh, the big Kahuna under that uh, umbrella, and um, and it, it and it's a manifest in different ways with people. Some people lose their ability to talk early. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people lose their memory early. Uh, Some people uh, just uh, lose their capacity to take care of themselves. Um, But uh, some of the cues, in terms of where we first saw a uh, cue, Martha had been a very confident person uh, a very confident woman. She had been on the St. Petersburg city council here in Florida for okay. six years in the mid eighties. And uh, she, the year before she was diagnosed, she was running for uh, an open seat in the Florida state legislature. And, um, and I thought uh, that, that uh, campaign that race was hers to lose. And the, uh, in July of uh, Nineteen ninety-six, the year before her diagnosis, mm-hmm. there was a campaign event called Tiger Bay Club here, where all four all four candidates were seated up in front of this audience that asked sharp questions and and dug it dug in deep and and I'd seen Martha in those situations many times and she handled them just with great skill and ease and the like. On this day, Noreen, she had to ask for every question to be repeated and and when she answered the question her response was about 10 to 15 degrees off and it just made no sense to me and when i got home i said Mm -hmm. martha what what was going on up there and she said what do you mean i thought everything went fine and uh, and i uh, that was a big question mark at that point I uh, was sharing that with our children who, who were away to college as well as at home, and, and it was just raising questions. And we would begin to see Martha mm-hmm.
0: uh, uh,
2: not remember names, misappointments. And if you're in politics or in the civic affairs like that, you don't miss names, forget names mm-hmm. and appointments.
1: Mm-hmm. So th-
2: these were some of the signs, early signs, that we were beginning to see here.
1: Yeah, yeah, We're gonna we're gonna continue the conversation, but we're gonna take a quick break and get a word me. from our partners. We'll be right back.
0: I loving you. Mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and brothers, friends for life won't live in the past. All I wanna do now is making it last.
1: You can't live your best life without a healthy immune system. Boost your immune system the delicious way with Zappy's Organic Juices and Punches. Made from local produce with zero added sugar, our juices cleanse and revitalize your body as they boost your natural immunity. Try our delicious flavors, Beat It, Berry Bomb, Get Fresh, Tun Up, and Island Splash. Find us on Instagram at Zappy's Organics or call or send a WhatsApp message at 1876 779 8910 to order today. That's 1876 779 8910. Zappi's organic juices and punches. Live your best life today. Photography is an art, but more so photography must come from the heart. Precious moments, priceless times. Take a pick and know it will turn out fine. BMC, BMC photography, photography JA, JA Beautiful, beautiful moments, captured. moments
0: Captured. Let's go. Langdo Language Institute was created to meet your language and communication needs. All of our packages were created just for you. We are passionate about language and dedicated to your success. We offer the CSEC English program, the Study Body program, the Get Ahead with English program and the Business Communication program. Contact us at 767. Two eight five zero nine three eight or email us at Lando Language at gmail because the real question is how can we help you? Loving you, mothers and fathers, husbands and wives. Making it last.
1: Alright, so we've been talking about Alzheimer's with Carlin Maddox. Now, if you're not sure what that is, it is a disease that can take different forms. It's a form of dementia. So whether it is that people start lo- well, losing their memory in terms of just basic functions, but I've had to deal with it. So it is a scary disease. So we're gonna continue the conversation and just find a little bit more of what is the hidden toll of Alzheimer's on families. So, Carlin, with all that you've said, what, for you, would be the hidden toll of Alzheimer's on families? I would
2: tell you the um, the stress that uh, it generated on each of us. Uh, and, and Martha was not didn't seem well. She. I take that back. She was very anxious, hmm. um, but the stress, uh, just because there were so many unexpected turns, uh, left and right, up and down, that um, that that would be, and I had had to deal with it. That was one of the things that I didn't understand about a crisis like this, or almost any major crisis, ring. It's not just the physical issues. Hmm. Or the physical symptoms, there are emotional and mental and spiritual issues that have got to be dealt with. I had to, I had to spend time, uh, as crass as this may sound. I had to spend time forgiving Martha, forgiving her for getting this disease, mm. and and and, um, and and then just and I had to, I had to spend time. Uh, forgiving myself for being such an excuse expressions for being such an ass sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um um i i was by nature uh i i had as, as you mentioned i was a, i'm a retired journalist mm-hmm. and i had a uh, I had founded a, a business magazine here in the bay area ran it for 26 years and um so, and i was a uh, I was a perfectionist by nature mm. and I just found out that there, I could not control right.
1: Martha and I had
2: Martha and I had uh, most of the problems we had encountered in our marriage. We had been able to resolve and work our way through one way or another, but this was beyond our control. And, um, and and so it, there's a lot of insidious things. One, one of the things that surprised me immediately that just t- took a real toll on me and, uh, was Martha was a very confident, outgoing woman. And when we got this diagnosis, her confidence went right through the floor. And it stayed there stayed there for a year or two she became very passive and she still would be talking and be with friends and the like but became quite passive but uh, about two years after that Noreen uh, after her diagnosis our sister-in-law named KK came to Martha and said Martha I'm in a I'm getting into a watercolor painting class would you like to join me and Martha had never done anything like Mm -hmm. that she she loved to play tennis and she loved to swim and dance and sing, but never done anything like this. And um, she got into that and her confidence just blossomed back. And what you see behind me is one of her paintings. I call it her self-portrait. And, um, and, um, and, and just a lot of, lot of her paintings were very colorful and the like. And uh, and that just brought her back. And she's, she stayed with this and was uh, engaged with this painting for about two to three years.
1: And that was just,
2: that was a real godsend, if you will.
1: I, I believe you have basically answered then what I was about to ask, which is how then, you said it was stress. So how then or what did you do or what were some of the things that you did in some way to then help to ease this stress? But what I'm sensing is that the fact that she got involved and did something well. She was, I sense she was always a creative based on some things you said that she used to do. But the fact that she started doing this helped in some way to, to have oh, yes. her, I guess, feel confident again. Oh, yeah. For, for, the, for you and for the rest of the family, what were some of the things that, that you know, you did to yeah. help you to ease the stress of all of the uncertainty you yeah. know, that
2: yeah. would come? I think one of the most basic things, when we went to uh, mention that we went up to Kentucky to visit uh, a sister, Elaine, with the sisters of Loretta in Mm -hmm. the community there, uh, that was a very restful time for us. It allowed us time to get centered and to ask ourselves a lot of questions and to take a lot of walks and just hold hands and the like. Mm But one of the things that Sister Elaine suggested to us, she said, you might wanna check out um, meditation, but that's Mm -hmm. all she said. And uh, so uh, when we got, I had never been into meditation of any form, neither had Martha. And uh, so when we got back, um, we came back and talked to our friend Lacey who had sent us up to Kentucky. And I, I was surprised when I asked him, I said, Lacey, do you know anything about meditation? He was a Presbyterian minister. Presbyterians don't meditate. Mm-hmm. And it just, um, um, he said, well, as a matter of fact, I do. And he pointed us to a, a Benedictine monk by the name of uh, John Maine. Mm-hmm. He said he has about the simplest approach and the most uh, authoritative approach that he'd ever come across. And so Martha and I began to meditate uh, once in the morning and once in the evening after I got home from work. Mm -hmm. and We would sit side by side and hold our hands and just, I would quietly repeat a word that we had selected. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how long it was, uh, Lorraine, but over time I could sense Martha's anxiety level going from here to slowly coming on down. And uh, and I could I, and the same thing was happening to me and as, it, it just so a arresting, if you will.
1: OK, as as we're wrapping up, somebody will listen to this and they'll watch it. And, and it might not be Alzheimer's that they'll have to deal with with a family member or a loved yeah. one. What then would be your advice to somebody who will have something to deal with? Because for whole life is we all will have something to deal with. What would be your advice to somebody who will have to deal with the uncertainties that will come along with whatever it is that they will have to deal with it? um,
2: uh, uh, That suggestion of learning to meditate in its simplest form is one. Uh, Depending on what the issue is, seeing if a person can get into either Art, as Martha did, or mm-hmm. get into music and dance and, uh, or sing. Um, uh, one of the best pieces of advice I had uh, for, uh, as a caregiver, uh, was uh, a mentor told me, Carlin, be gentle on yourself. Mm-hmm. I beat myself up a good bit because I didn't have the answers. I didn't know where to get the answer. There was no place to get the answers. And so I had to learn that uh, I was uh, I, I I just had to learn to be gentle on myself and and talk talk myself into this and um, and then in the same time Noreen with Martha I had to learn not to try to correct her when she was making wrong kinds of statements uh, that. Not to say, well, Martha, that's not right. We went here that day, not over there, but, uh. just, but just to step into her world and and say, okay, all right, it was no big deal that mm. uh, that she was making these statements. I, so those are those are a couple of things.
1: Okay. Um, okay.
2: Uh, another thing I would tell you is. Um, I had the stupid notion that I could handle this by myself and I had to learn the hard way I mean it almost broke me that I had to learn the hard way to ask people to help us and uh, to uh, when Martha while Martha was still capable of asking friends of hers to out to lunch with her or to go walking with her Mm -hmm. or or the like um and to give me a break um and this is something that uh, then something happened after our two children got out of college and came back to this area Uh, i didn't ask for this they approached me and gave me the best gift i ever received they said daddy we would like to give you one weekend a month off where you can go and do whatever you want to do and we will take care of mommy. And uh, I said, oh, really? And uh, so I've eventually settled into going to a nearby monastery where I could go up and argue and vent to the orange groves, orange trees up there and holler at them and go running, jogging and walking and praying and crying and and joke around with the brothers once they got out of their long robes, uh, the, uh, they were they were comedians, many of them. Uh, and so that was that that was the greatest gift. But there were a lot of gifts that came along the way, Marie, but that
1: was the greatest. Yeah, yeah. So what what I've heard and, and and we're about to close is basically be gentle with yourself and also with others. Get some support and whenever possible, take some time off and nurture your soul. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing, Carolyn.
2: Yes, you're welcome.
1: This was Making it Last podcast, where it's all about helping us to have better relationships, not just with ourselves, with other people. I'm learning daily. Until next time.
0: I love you. Mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and brothers, friends for life won't live.